Podcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, taking the pulse of educators from all over the globe and bringing what you need every week. When you need answers, you go to the experts. Created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Ignite EdTech podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have your support. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Last week, I encouraged you to explore eduspark.world and give me your first impressions. Thank you for sharing as always. Check out the social streams for more. This week, I wanted to ask about the work you're doing in your school to educate your parent community. How do you engage them and what are you doing to ensure that it is authentic, timely, impactful and getting through? Please share with me via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Goose Chase. Goose Chase is an online platform that helps you run real world scavenger hunts. In my opinion, it's one of the best tools out there for engaging students in learning experiences. As Goose Chase say it themselves, set down the devices. It's time to put the active back into active learning. Take education beyond the classroom by creating hands-on learning that fits into your schedule. I've seen Goose Chase being used in multiple classrooms and schools that I work in, across multiple year groups and subject areas, always with incredible engagement and enjoyment. When exploring their experiences more, their vision statement stood out to me. Goose Chase want to be a platform that allows people to create unforgettable, exceptional experiences for their communities. I highly recommend you take a look at goosechase.com. The link is in the description below. Last week, we talked about eduspark.world. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to talk about parental engagement with EdTech. In many schools that I've worked in, or have worked with to support their EdTech journey, a well-thought-out parental engagement and learning program is often the last things I see. However, successful adoption programs are always led by a well-thought-out and detailed parental engagement program. So let's have a think about and break down five ways to work through and develop a parental learning program in your school. Number one, most importantly to me, and always the place to start, is why. Why are you wanting to engage your parents? What are the key messages, and why should they care? Start with the why, as Simon Sinek says. If we can clearly articulate our why, we can deliver on the promise of the how and the what. We can engage parents in the conversation, and even have them lead it. Number two, If it's engagement around a new edtech solution being rolled out in your school, or important information about the way technology is used, the messaging needs to be clear, open, and transparent. Give people time and be consistent. Run regular sessions and make the invite open. 
Nowadays, an option to be online should always be included, and you shouldn't expect parents to be on site, even if they aren't able to be there due to restrictions in many places globally. Opening up these arms of communication and providing a space for open and honest conversation is a great starting point, especially if you work in a large school that caters to a wide range of learners from a variety of backgrounds and ages. Number three, be clear and concise about your messaging. If the session is on digital wellness, then share the objectives and who it's appropriate for. Work with your parent-teacher association or PTA team to help spread the word and get people involved. The more voices that are sharing this in the community, the bigger your hit rate of engagement will be. Number four, utilize student voice. Some of the greatest engagement in sessions that I have run have been when we involved students. This works for both teachers and parents, by the way. So if you want to increase engagement, bring in the kids. Whether it's a social media session or simply a session highlighting the great way students are using technology to add value to the learning in your school, make it engaging. Let the kids do the sharing and make it authentic. Let them play, interact, ask questions and share. Be open about the purpose and help break down barriers. Number five. Follow up with resources. One of the ways to keep lines of communication open is to follow up after your session. Share photos and resources for them to take away. If you recorded the session, great. Share that out too and get your parent-teacher association staff to help get the word out. Working together with the community to share important information is a great way to get it in the hands of those that need it the most. If you're in a diverse school, make sure you meet the needs of your parents by sharing the information in a variety of languages and via varying methods as it is appropriate to your context. Connecting and engaging with our parent community is all of our jobs. We need to be better at being more transparent and sharing timely reminders and advice to help upskill them to stay active, especially in the area of edtech and innovation. If you want ideas or resources from the sessions I've run in the past, please don't hesitate to contact me and I'd be more than happy to share them with you. As always, I'd love to hear from you, so please reach out with your ideas and thoughts. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with the incredible Sheldon Aikens. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Dr. Sheldon Eakins, who you may know as at Sheldon Eakins on Twitter. Sheldon and I have recently connected and his skills and expertise have blown me away. Sheldon is the founder of the Leading Equity Center and host of the Leading Equity podcast. With over 11 years in education, he served as a teacher, principal, and director of special education. He's passionate about helping educators accomplish equitable practices in their schools. Sheldon, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? I'm always ready to talk about that. So thank you so much, Craig, for having me on the show. You're welcome, man. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? That's a good question. So my current role is I am the director and founder of the Leading Equity Center. Uh, I am based in Idaho in the United States. Um, not a not a very diverse uh, 
uh, place where I live. And so that's kind of how I ended up getting into the whole podcasting. So I do host a podcast show called Leading Equity. And uh, it was founded three years ago because in the space that I was working in at the time, I was working on a reservation as a director of special education and uh, just a lot of experiences that I had on the reservation and in education, other areas within the state. I, I just I wanted to learn more about how I could support my students. And so that's how the how the whole podcast came about and how the Leading Equity Center came about. So we just do a lot of training to support teachers with the tools and resources necessary to ensure equity at their schools. That's amazing, Sheldon. And you mentioned briefly that you're the founder of this Leading Equity Center. Go into a little bit more detail about what it is you do and the detail of work that you're trying to achieve from this. You know, I... I jokingly say I want to be put out of business. I, I want to be in a place where schools are equitable. There, there isn't any more room for growth. We're, we're all anti-racist. We are all anti-bias. We are at a place where we are providing individual needs for our students. Unfortunately, we're not there yet. Um, so what I do at the Leading Equity Center is I provide a lot of training, uh, and I also do keynotes as well, but I primarily do a lot of training and also have online courses that are centered around how we can be culturally responsive as educators, how we can ensure that each student's individual needs are being met. I have had the pleasure and, and experience of being a teacher in the classroom. I've taught in elementary level. I've taught in middle school. I've been a school leader. Uh, I have worked in special education. I've worked on a reservation. I've worked in predominantly black schools. I, I've worked in in, uh, you know, diverse schools and predominantly white schools. And so I have a wealth of experience in various settings. And so what I do is I just, you know, I talk about lived experiences and I also bring in some research and some support. A lot of the work that I do is helping educators have these conversations because I, I get emails all the time. You know, Sheldon, I saw this happen in my school. Uh, it was an act of prejudice. Or it was an act of discrimination. I didn't know what to do in the moment. Can you help me? What what could I have said or what could I have done to stop an instance? And so a lot of the work that I do is centered around supporting our educators with, you know, some of the verbiage, some of the some of the uh, knowledge and understanding of what to do in situations where you're uncomfortable. They throw you off guard, but you want to support others and you just don't know necessarily what to do. Yeah, it's phenomenal. The work you do and the, what I've read and seen and listened on your podcast is you know, mind-blowing, honestly, and you've done it in such a short amount of time as well, bringing it all together. And speaking of your podcast, it's incredibly popular and successful, and I've just started listening to it, and I have to say, I absolutely love it. Tell us about the Leading Equity podcast and why we should listen to it. So three years ago, uh, coming up in August, yeah, we're, we're coming up on three years that uh, I started, I hit record. You know, I was at a place where it's like I wanted to create content. I I am not a, a person who likes to write. Uh, so I said, you know, I don't want to blog, but I want to be able to produce something to where, again, helpful for myself because I was in a space where it's like I didn't know what to say or what to do. I needed a lot of the language and terminology and verbiage in order to support my students. So selfishly, I started recording episodes with guests who had done the experience, who have done the research. I started bringing guests on and asking them questions that I had. And as that started to grow, as it started to develop, um, I started to broaden the scope to where, you know, now I bring folks on 
who, you know, in the beginning, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I was so nervous. I had everything scripted. I had my set of questions and I just went down the list. But now I'm just at a place, Craig, where I, I've just met so many people to where it's just like, let's just let's just get on the, on the mic. Let's hit record. And let's just have a conversation. What's on your mind today? And that's kind of the theme of each show. The last, I would say the last 60 to maybe even the 70, last 75 episodes have just kind of been around that way. But we're approaching episode 200, which will be coming out very shortly. So it's, again, it's just been a blessing and a journey to, to be able to meet so many wonderful people that have the goal of supporting our, our students. Congratulations, Sheldon. That's so awesome to hear. And you know, if, if you're listening here today and you haven't seen the Leading Equity podcast, check out the link in the podcast notes below and, and jump on because it is truly inspiring. Uh, and, and congratulations and thank you for, for doing that. What's your next big goal in your career, Sheldon? What do you want to do or achieve that you haven't been able to do yet? Um, I would say what I want to do next is uh, I, I want to you know be more on a global side. I do a lot of work in the states, in the United States. Uh, I would love to be able to branch out into Canada and me, you know, because the the thing about equity is is it's not just limited to certain states or certain areas. I mean, this is an area where, uh, like I always say, it's there's always room for growth. It's a journey for all of us. And so I want to be more on an international scale. I've, I've had the opportunity to do some speaking engagements overseas, but I would love to have more experiences there. Um, besides that, I'm, I'm in the process of writing a book. So, uh, again, I podcast for a reason. So it's, it's a little slow with my process. However, that is definitely in the works is to get the book out next year, I believe, is when it's slated to, to, to re- release. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. I look forward to seeing that come out. Let's jump into some quick fire questions, Sheldon. The first thing that comes to your mind and then a little short why uh, as to your answer. What is your hashtag one word for 2021? My hashtag would be um, resilience. I will go with resilience. Uh, we, we're, we're, I mean, we're still currently in a pandemic and I, I think a lot of us have had an opportunity to experience you know, just try to figure things out with what this new normal looks like. And so just resilience to me would be my one word. Awesome. And what's your favorite book or resource? Favorite book of all time is Pedagogy of the Oppressed by Paulo Freire. Uh, he's a Brazilian author. Uh, he is awesome. The work that, I mean, that has, I mean, I've read that book a few times. Uh, I just thoroughly enjoy uh, what he brings as far as discussing ed- the way he he discusses education. Amazing. And what's your go-to edtech tool that the listeners need to try? That they need to try? I mean, I'm I'm a Google guy, so I am uh, I'm all on to Google Docs. Awesome. Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram for your own learning, and why? Uh, so I'm a Twitter guy. I mean, I do have Instagram, but uh, it's my Twitter is primarily where I spend most of my time, and because I can just send out my thoughts. Uh, I I just like to, like Instagram. I do have, but it's primarily like images. I'll send out little different posts of pictures and stuff. However, when I'm just thinking about something, I'll just post it on Twitter. Just just whatever I'm thinking. What is one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy? progress and succeed in your career? I start all my days off with uh, just hitting the gym. That is, that just sets the tone for me. It gets my energy up uh, no matter what time of day it is that I'm waking up. I mean, it's summertime, so I'm, I'm kind of waking up at all weird hours these days, but uh, I, I usually try to make sure I hit the gym at first thing. 
Cool. And if you were to have any job in the world, Sheldon, what would it be and why? When I was growing up, I used to want to be a waiter. I, we, used to eat, we used to eat out a lot. And, uh, and so that, that was always a, a dream of mine was to serve, to, to wait tables. I don't know why, uh, but it's just growing up, that was something I used to want to do. That's so funny. What's your favorite education-focused quote? There's a quote from Malcolm X that says, only a fool will allow the enemy to educate their child. And I think with a lot of things that we have going on in today's times, especially when it comes to education, there's a lot of misinformation being sent out back and forth. And for me, just the idea of just knowing is how important it is to ensure that those teachers that are in front of us are, you know, really care about our kids. And to me, that's very important to me. Yeah, I think that's an incredibly powerful piece. We'll make sure that's in the podcast notes as well. Sheldon, what is, you know, if, if people are listening here today and they're going, man, I'm in a community that's not equitable, you know, we don't support things the way we should, we're not doing what we should be doing, what's your best advice on what they should do to go about making change? Let your voice be heard. You know, sometimes, and and, and it really, de- that question is a broad question because it really depends on who I'm speaking to. Because if I'm talking to someone who doesn't have, uh, let's say it's a parent and they're maybe not as versed with the jargon, educational jargon, um, I, I would still say, let your voice be heard. However, I would want to support them as well versus maybe an educator or a student who might have a little bit more understanding. So just kind of depending on the level of or, or the person, the individual. But I always say let your voice be heard. I mean, if we don't say anything, if, if we never uh, raise any awareness to what's happening or our, our concerns, then how do we expect change to happen? Great advice. And I know that people can come and, and see the work that you're doing and chat to you about that as well. So you know, the, you've given us a lot of inspiration here, Sheldon. What's the best way for our listeners to follow and connect with you? You can find me on social. Let's see, I'm on Instagram, Sheldon, at Sheldon Akins, E-A-K-I-N-S. Also, you can find me on Twitter, at Sheldon Akins as well. Shoot me an email, Sheldon at leadingequitycenter.com, or you can always go to the website, leadingequitycenter.com. Sheldon, we'll make sure all of those uh, links are in the podcast notes below. Thank you for your time today. Inspirational as always. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Next week, join me for episode 63 of the Ignite EdTech podcast, when I'm joined by the amazing Yuritsa Vallalaba. One of the things I love doing is giving away prizes as a thank you for tuning in listening, and hopefully following the Ignite EdTech podcast. Last week, I gave away a seat in the EduSpark Professional Learning Portal, valued at $200, for one year of unlimited learning at eduspark.world. To win, you needed to complete the form at bit.ly slash edtechwin. The winner has already been contacted directly by me, and it is Matt Jensen. Congratulations, Matt. This week, I'm giving away another seat in the EduSpark Professional Learning Portal. To win this prize, you need to go to bit.ly slash edtechwin and complete the simple form. It'll take you less than a minute to do. The link is in the description below. Competition closes on Wednesday the 8th of September, and the winner will be contacted directly by me and announced on next Friday's podcast episode. Good luck! If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please smash that follow button and share it with your colleagues friends, and families. Please remember to spend two minutes to rate this podcast too so we can reach even more people and edtech enthusiasts globally. 
Please share your favorite part of today's episode by tagging us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And don't hesitate to ask me questions that I can answer in an upcoming episode. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.